0: Your plate itself should be a combination of, firstly, lots of color, we've talked about before, a source of starch or carbohydrates, so it can be sweet potato, rice, whatever it is, and your protein.
1: everybody, Emily Abadi here. You are listening to Hurdle, a wellness-focused podcast where I connect with everyone from your favorite athletes to top experts and industry CEOs about their highest highs, toughest moments, and everything in between. We all go through hurdles in life, and my goal through these discussions is to empower you to better navigate yours and move with intention so that you can stride toward your own big potential and, of course, have some fun along the way. For today's episode, I am bringing in my friend, Dan Churchill. You may recognize his name because Dan has been on the show before as we talk about in today's episode. He is a performance-based chef here in New York City. He has worked with greats including Lindsey Vaughn, cooking for them to help them go after their big potential. And for today's episode, a good topic for the top of a new year, Dan and I are talking about small things you can be doing in the kitchen to get 1% healthier or even more in the next 12 months. We're talking about the importance of cleaning out both your pantry and your refrigerator, what you should be keeping in your refrigerator, and maybe even more importantly, your freezer when it comes to creating good for you meals in a pit. Plus, we discuss the concept of dry-ish January. I think people, as I say, are calling it damp January these days and drinking with intention. And Dan gives me a pop quiz on where certain things should be kept in the kitchen. I'm talking pantry, counter, refrigerator. And honestly, I was a little surprised by some of his answers. Loved this convo with Dan, always a good time with my buddy and he's so sweet for hyping me up on uh, one of my big wins lately. So in return, I need to make sure that I hype up something Dan is doing that I absolutely love. It's his new cooking series, both over on TikTok and Instagram, where he finds people on the street and cooks for them in their homes with what they've got in their fridge. I will link to it in the show notes. You have got to check out these videos. They are absolutely hilarious. Make sure if you're not doing so yet, you're following along with Hurdle over on social as well. It is over at Hurdle Podcast. I am over at Emily Abadi. And if you are listening to this right now and you have ever thought about asking me a question to be featured on an upcoming installment of Five Minute Friday, now is your big chance. I would love to answer your question. So please click on over to the show notes, click leave me a voice message. Nothing's off limits. And I can't wait to see what you've got for me. Let's get to it then, with that, let's get to hurdling. Today I'm sitting down with my friend Dan Churchill. He's a performance-based chef here in
0: New York City. How are you doing, my friend? Mate, I'm feeling great. It's um, it's really cool to be back here. To be honest, I, th- I was just thinking about the first time we actually had a podcast.
1: Yeah, we were in. Were we in the WeWork studio? We were. Thirty fifth exactly.
0: or thirty fourth and fifth. And now we get to be in a humble boat. We were
1: different people then.
0: I know. I had no facial hair, and I had a really what shy voice and now i'm you know this place and you were a rock star and you're an even more bigger rock star now so you're it's so great. sweet
1: i need to <laughs> i need to go back and like just listen to a little bit of that episode to see like
0: your evolution as well i think you were episode 12 nice yeah okay i'll take that take that well you know before we get started though can i just can we do something right now yeah can we talk about your recent trip to soho house what about it oh my movie I want to look like I was like I want to unravel this a bit. Can you talk about this? I know this. <laughs> this know, is so
1: not the topic of the podcast. I yet. want,
0: but I need people to know about it because I want to know about it. Okay, okay, so talk me through this.
1: Okay, so if you read the weekly hurdle, then you're in the loop. But a clip from hurdle is in this new Anna Kendrick movie that's called Alice Darling, and it was so funny because I got an email like in November of 2021 from someone who reached out via my Squarespace, like my personal website, and told me that she had found the show and thought that this one episode had really good tidbits for them to use in an edit of this movie. And I was like, I don't know if this is real. I'm going to reach out to her. It's totally legit. I reached out to my friend that works at like a music production company. I was like, what do I even tell her that this costs? Spoiler alert, you don't get a lot of money. Stuff (laughs) goes in a movie, Uh, maybe at least not this one. And (laughs) then, uh, yeah, so fast forward two years, I was like, scrolling to see what movies were in the area. I like wanted to go see a movie. And I saw that the movie was out and I had no idea. And so it actually comes out for a wide release on January 20th. But Soho House gets like advanced screenings of certain films that are coming. And so I went with a friend and it was truly, it was crazy because we were sitting there. It was only like 23 minutes in. All of a sudden, like, you hear my voice and she's on a run. And I was like, oh my God.
0: Okay, that's it. Okay, no, we need to kind of like just talk about this for a second because it's a win, <laughs> dude. Like, it it's is a, a win. win. Let me champion you for a second. Okay, Love so that. the what was great is always like I was as I was going through, I was reading the caption. I, and if you guys haven't read this caption, you need to read the caption. I don't know the best way to highlight it. Maybe you can talk about what it looks put like. Put it in, in the, the show notes. Yeah, put it in the show notes. Yeah, okay, cool. Nice. But the way that you wrote was genuinely firstly beautiful, but you actually were able to depict so much. Of what people feel at the time of in a moment that's, you know, a win for them. Yeah. And I think, you know, obviously I want to champion you, but I also think it's a really cool moment for people as well in general is like you could remember in that moment how you felt like to your breath. Yeah. That was really cool, dude.
1: That's feeling is something I really worked on in 2022, aka like not to gloss over how I feel in big moments. I have a tendency to like in a journal to just like write down the activities that happened the day before, but not really capture how I was feeling Mm -hmm. as I was going through my day. And so feelings are something that I'm really heightened to right now. And in this chapter of my life where I am really hoping to be more present and also document this moving forward, hoping that one day I have a book to write, it's good to remember how I felt and be able to articulate that fully.
0: Speaking of books, you have a book coming out. I do. How does that feel, upcoming author? (laughs) Mate, it's good. It's, when I say good, it's awesome. Yeah. It is so awesome. I, it, it, you know, straight up, it's been like, you know, six and a half years in the making this one. Like, I've been, I've done books before, but full transparency, the last book I did uh, was when I first arrived here in America. So, all the books I've done are pretty much based when I was in Australia, moved here, and like, you know, I was fresh off the plane, launched the book. No one knew me here. Didn't know anything about America, and it didn't do well. And straight up, that's been a huge learning experience for me. So, transpire like six or seven years later, getting this book deal was like combination of hard work, grit, determination, but also education. Because I knew, uh, upon reflection, I'm like I knew nothing about the, the this space. Like I do now, but also the environment to which I'm in. So yeah, I'm excited by it. It comes out, we'll talk about it later, but it comes out early, well, they say Jan 1, 2024 or late Jan 2020. Oh late 2023. Okay. All right. What's so your it's... space, mate? What's your space? What's your space? What's your space?
1: <laughs> so excited for you. Thanks, that's Dan. really that's really stellar. I I'm, uh, it. do we have any like intel on what it's gonna be called?
0: We do. Eat like a legend. Oh love and it. that's we... so damn. <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. Right. It's on brand. Um, which is it's essentially it's a book around how to help optimize your performance through food. And that it. it's not just like eating the right food. It's also helping eat to sleep better and feel better, move better, think better, all that yeah. kind of stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, dude.
1: All right. Well, I'm so excited for you and Pretty I can't great. wait. We'll we'll definitely have you back Thanks, around, pub, around to,
0: pub date. I get to cook with you
1: when doing yes. it. Yes. Let's talk about what we're talking about today. Sure. Six minutes Six minutes into recording. <laughs> maybe we should get there. Today, we are talking about small things you can do in the kitchen to be healthier this year or whenever you may be listening to this. We are at the top of 2023 right now, but alas, it is never the wrong time to maybe do an audit about some of the things that you have going on in your regular routine. And if you're interested in doing so, how you can clean it up a little bit, right?
0: Yeah, mate. Honestly, it's it's funny. We get to this point a year and we feel very motivated. We're very motivated to make the adjustments to our health that will optimize us. But sometimes it's like, we discussed this off the podcast. I think people try and make two big, cha- two bigger changes. People try and make two bigger changes. And I'm like, just try to do baby steps, make it gradual and sustainable straight up. But, you know, there's a number of things you can do. I would suggest is firstly... Be realistic about what you want to achieve. We always Mm. say that, but actually be realistic. And that doesn't have to be around, you know, your personal health. It can be like how often you want to cook, how often you want to eat from a certain restaurant that you believe in or whatever it is. But I think actionable things you can do in your kitchen is actually firstly doing an audit. Audit like your kitchen. Audit your pantry. What do you have still in there that's been there for a very long time you're probably never going to touch, but it's still there to make you think about maybe having this not good for you. So... We always talk about avoiding the refined sugars, avoiding the things that are going to be, you know, in some way catastrophic to our diabetic health or metabolic syndrome, all those kind of things. But I think straight off the bat, avoiding as much refined sugar is the most simple thing that we can do to our health, Mm -hmm. right? We talk about alcohol. Are you going to drink? Are you doing? AA? I'm doing.
1: I feel as though I've seen on TikTok the trend. The trend is calling it damp January. Oh, I haven't missed I'm doing dry ish January, but I'm really trying to do less drinking in general. Sure. So for me, my two rules right now in January, and I don't think I'll uphold this in February. But my two rules were: you can drink on Saturdays, and you can drink if you go on a date. They are really good rules. So like the other day though, I did go, My if my mom is listening to this, I know she's going to talk to me about this. I did go on a date. <laughs> nice. Be proud of me. I actually went on a date oh. and <laughs> I didn't drink. I had a mocktail. But then when I went to go see the movie, I had a drink nice. because it was like a night to celebrate. Sure. So I think that in general on the theme of like dry January, my goal is just to be a little bit more
0: intentional. No, I think you, you, intentional drinking is so important. You the the topic last year we came across is people were trying to pick too many times a year to go on a break mm. and it was like this hot cold kind of thing it's worse than trying to actually date someone who's kind of interested in you and they're not interested in you and you just didn't know what's going on but effectively if you can be intentional and pick a thing that's sustainable around what you were trying to achieve it's more likely to be a successful habit that you're going to create for the rest of your life, right? Right. So like, you know, you picking those two rules, I think that's actually quite realistic. It's also enjoyable Mm because you know, you know, not that you need another excuse to get another drink on just to go on a date. That'd be pretty funny, actually. Like, oh, I'm going to go on a date just so I can drink. (laughs) Um, But like, you know, I think it's a really realistic option. You're not going to have too many dates realistically during the week and you're still going to hit something that's more exciting for you. And I'm sure you probably find times that you don't want to actually drink even in those events that you do have the opportunity to do so.
1: I went to a work dinner last night and I wasn't interested in drinking at all. Mm. And I, that's one of those situations where it's so easy to sit there and have like four or five drinks just because someone is constantly walking up to you and asking you if you want more. And I was just so grateful that I didn't because I woke up this morning. I felt great. And I just have so much on my to-do list that I feel more prepared today 100%. than if I just mindlessly sat there and drank six glasses of wine last yeah, night.
0: hundred percent. So I think to that point, it's like, let's be more intentional about the drinking. Like if we're going to be doing it, when you want to do it, and I'm not going to set high boundaries for every single person. and yeah. rules. But I think it's just important for you to be realistic about it. You know? Yeah.
1: And to double click. On what we started talking about and kind of breezed by. You mentioned at the top of this doing a cabinet audit or a pantry audit. And I love the idea of cleaning out the cabinet for two reasons. One, it's good to know what you're already holding on to. So sometimes we just hold on to stuff because it's like, oh, I feel like I should have this in the house, right? But if you're not using it, then lose it. Like if you're not using it, lose it. And then beyond that, the therapeutic nature of cleaning out a pantry is top notch for me. <laughs> top notch. But I would love for you to talk a little bit about what some of the staples can be or should be when it comes to things that we should be keeping in
0: our pantry. Yeah, 100%. And just FYI team, you know, Abade's got a really great design kitchen. So she knows what she's talking about when it comes to cleanliness, particularly in organization. <laughs> um, look, I would say that the, the main things I would look for is people say fresh is best and Obviously, we're always going to have the nutritional value of fresh ingredients. uh, You know, that's always going to be viable for us. But things in pantries like canned beans, like beans are things that are timeless to a degree, but timeless, but also uphold so much fiber, beans with protein, like chickpeas and lentils and beans are things that I think we should buy, you know, in the event that we have some sort of other hurricane that comes by Mm -hmm. and they'll look after us for a very long time. Spices always, right? admittedly if you're looking after your spices make sure the lids are kept on keep your olive oils and obviously your wine as well out of sunlight but in terms of your major things that we can hold on to with things that don't have moisture within them right or are canned if you have canned milk particularly coconut milk you are fine canned like you know i've seen condensed milk still and hey i'm, I'm a sucker for condensed milk when i'm making like a cheat lemon meringue pie haven't done in a couple of years. Probably going to do that this weekend right now. <laughs> but ultimately, you're looking at things that are not full of massive amount of preservatives that you can hold on to in your cabinet, right? Spices, beans, etc. When it comes to fresh ingredients, they shouldn't be sticking around anyway. But I find, I know this is bad. I've been to friends, and now that I'm doing this kitchen series, I see people, like their, their kitchens, they've got mold on the inside of certain things they haven't even realized because... They just don't bury themselves into certain areas of their kitchens and their pantries. And obviously, mm-hmm. we know how mold can be. I think we looked last year at a couple of restaurants and they were saying that a lot of people who lived, who worked at the restaurants never actually got home to cook. And they found that most of the stuff they had was because they had mold and it had built out. So. That's actually something now that I think about it, everyone should be very conscious of. If you're not doing an order of your pantry for its food, you should also be doing an order for your pantry for any potential moisture, things that be causing harmful, harmful bacteria as well in general. So. I feel
1: like that's like all the stuff that lives in, typically speaking, the door of your fridge. It's like uh, pickled jalapenos or – I mean pickles don't last that long in my fridge, but like pickles <laughs> or if you keep ketchup, mustard, certain dressings like – or other things that you just may not use often and buy once every six months. Some of that stuff you should not be holding onto for six months.
0: Yeah, like think of a dinner party you had during Christmas, right? And in the dinner party, you may have had a dip or like some sort of sauce. And now you don't have that dinner party because you're not going through that same festive season and it's still in your fridge. And you got to question, am I ever going to use that again? Right. Or am I just going to have friends around? Like you got to think about some of the stuff that you're having. It's also taking up real estate in your space. You could be holding other stuff you just don't creatively think about. And I know all of us are doing this. What's that one thing you still have in your fridge that you open the door to three times a day at least and you know it's there but you're never going to use it? Uh, Because you saw in a recipe one time, didn't like the recipe for a reason. It's like, it just, as you said, if if you're not using it, lose it. If you're not using it, lose
1: it. And also, I like what you said about the they're like that one item is taking up space for something else that can be really great for you. So we talked about some of the pantry staples when it comes to shopping for things that we're keeping in the fridge here, fresh produce. What are some of your staples, some of your go-tos? Oh, like
0: it's weird that the battle between fridge versus, oh, this should be a game. Like fridge versus pantry. Ready? Yeah. First thing comes to mind, peanut butter. What do you mean? Like Do you keep in your fridge? Do you keep it in your pantry? Oh, I keep that in my pantry. Cool. All do right. you keep that in your fridge? Uh I, I adore my girlfriend and I've told her thousands of times, let's keep the peanut butter in the fridge, uh, in the pantry, but she just continues to put it back do in. Do you me. have the peanut butter that you need to stir to use? You mean the one from TJ's? Yeah. Uh I love that one. But you go we shop at Whole Foods a lot of times. Right. So we just get the the fresh ready made that you, oh. you know, that one as well. Which is like mm. kind of fun and satisfying to also watch peanuts be going from like oh. peanuts into a peanut butter
1: now I'm like craving peanut butter <laughs> um, okay wait what else is on the fridge or pantry game?
0: sweet potatoes
1: uh, on the counter yeah
0: exactly okay yeah, uh, nice trust me I've seen some some yeah again you know I've gone through some kitchen that's in my like time.
1: onions as well onions are supposed to stay on the counter not in the fridge correct eggs. what else eggs people th- this is controversial mm-hmm. mine stay in the fridge
0: okay how often do you go through them
1: Uh, like within the
0: week usually yeah what well it depends. Like, see, the idea behind eggs, if you keep them at room temperature and you're working with them, say like a whisk or like you're trying to create volume out of them, maybe an omelet, you get more volume based on the fact they're at room temperature. The alternative could be you bring them out 20 minutes before you use them, mm-hmm. but um, you know they can they can they can hold for a while. At, it don't have to be at you know necessarily fridge temperature. Where's your butter? It's in the fridge. Mine's in the fridge too. Okay.
1: That just, it's dairy.
0: How are you going to keep it on the counter? I don't get it. So here's what's interesting though. You can, if people are like, well, it's going to be really hard to spread, get yourself a grater, grate your butter. Huh. And it makes it soft. And then it's like, it's really movable, right? So it's nice and soft and you can, yeah, it's like play-doh. I'm just laughing
1: because we're like on minute 20 here and we're like kind <laughs> of on topic, but mostly off topic. <laughs> sorry, 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 topic It was no. a fun game.
0: Fridge or pantry. It's another, Fridge we'll, or pantry. We'll Great play game. game.
1: But let's go back. We're talking healthy small tweaks things you can do to be healthier so we talked about making sure that you've got some great staples Mm -hmm. in your pantry and we were about to talk about the staples that should be in your fridge so what staples should be in your fridge
0: i'm not going to say it's going to be food i'm going to say it's going to be a very organized for better lack of a better word tupperware container set and the reason for this it's more motivating to store food if everything's in a neat tidy fashion oh, i love that you know what i mean yeah. so finding like you open up a fridge and everything's everywhere because you've got like you know odds and end kind of tupperware i'm not saying chuck out your tupperware if you're not if you are using it but if you've got a really nice organized set it makes you feel makes you feel cleaner mm-hmm. tidier that's yeah. you know I tell you what, if you open up a fridge and see it messy, you're generally going to see that the rest of their place is going to be messy too. So, Interesting. Yeah. Got to go home and clean up my fridge. Um, but yeah, so I think for sure, first and foremost, Tupperware containers. In terms of actual ingredients, like you should always have the regular stuff. And I say regular, but freezer space, I think is actually more important right now than fridge. Mm. Cheaper, you know, holds longer. Getting frozen broccoli, getting frozen stir fry veggies, putting them in the freezer is honestly one of the best things we're going on right now. With inflation going on, everyone's saying the cost of food, which it is, is going up. I would suggest people go and get some frozen veg. So in the event they do get fresh and they run out, they don't have to run down the store quickly. They've also got something that lasts. Even if you open up the packet, mm-hmm. you can still reuse it. So when it comes to the fridge itself, I think the most important thing is to have your actual uh, assortment of fruit, veg, and then if you do have your proteins, avoid the dairy meats because there's good... St- as we continue exploring, it, just increasing nitrates and things like that. So, actual whole food proteins that without hormones and stuff like that. Okay. And and make sure they're on the bottom shelf.
1: Oh, that's an interesting POV. Mm. What's well, the deal?
0: So, if you put something, on if you have a protein, and it's on the top shelf and it's raw, there has still have a very small chance, but a chance of it dripping down mm. and affecting everything else underneath you. Whereas if you put it on the bottom shelf and it leaks. It's not a problem because it's just not going to you know, stain anything else but the protein itself.
1: Taking a break from today's episode to talk to you about my sponsors. First up, Element. Element is a delicious electrolyte drink mix with everything you need and nothing you don't. It replaces vital electrolytes without sugars and other dodgy ingredients found in conventional sport drinks. Available in a wide range of flavors from citrus and raspberry and orange salt to mango, chili, and chocolate salt, which makes the most ideal. Hot chocolate. Trust me on this one. There is a sweet, salty sip for every palate. I love drinking an element after my morning workout. It is a delicious way for me to recharge and give my body exactly what it needs so that I can keep performing my best. Now, of course, element has a great deal for you. Head on over to drinkelement.com. That's drinklmnt.comslash hurdle to get a free sample pack. With your next order. Again, that is drinkelement.com, drinklmnt.com slash hurdle to get a free sample pack with your next order. Also, got to give some love to my friends at Inside Tracker. To live your healthiest, longest life possible, you've got to understand what's going on in your body. Know that people age at different speeds and generic annual blood work, it just doesn't properly evaluate your biological age. The good news is that Insight Tracker does. Insight Tracker is a truly personalized nutrition and performance system designed to extend your health span and slow down the aging process. Created by leading data scientists in aging, genetics, and biometrics, Insight Tracker analyzes your blood, DNA, and fitness tracking data to identify where you're optimized and where you're not. You'll get a daily action plan with personalized guidance on the right exercise, nutrition, and supplementation for your body. Add Inner Age 2.0 to any plan to calculate your true biological age and see how you're aging from the inside out kind of crazy, right? Now for a limited time, get 20% off the entire Inside Tracker store. Just head on over to insidetracker.com/hurdle. Again, that is insidetracker.com/hurdle to get 20% off the entire store today. Okay, so fruits, veggies really good proteins. When it comes to now execution, what else can we talk about when it comes to uh, how we can edge up on the health side here? So maybe we could talk about portion sizes, (laughs) question mark.
0: Okay, all right, so portion size control. I always live by a rule that one cup of, how do I put this? So your your plate itself should be a combination of, firstly, lots of color, we've talked about before, a source of starch or carbohydrates, so it can be sweet potato, rice, whatever it is, and your protein, whatever protein to your liking, whether it be tofu, which we can go through and sort amazing benefits of, chicken, fish, whatever it is. Now, we're not doing any revolutionary here talking about this, but the biggest thing you would probably regulate would be the carbohydrate or the protein source. The color should stay the same, right? So if you're looking to maintain you know I'm a 180 pounds right now I'm looking to maintain I'm probably gonna have a bit more than one and a half uh, one bit more than one cup of starch If I'm looking to drop weight I'm probably looking at around three quarters to a half cup of starch right my protein will relatively stay the same so if you're somebody who's trying to put on weight and you probably around the average person's like two-thirds a cup of starch you want to increase that maybe to one cup and if Mm. you're someone who's looking to drop weight you're looking to maybe one third of a cup so you can vary based on that your veg should always stay the same right because that supports all the things that your starch requires and then the protein that will regulate based on you know what your goals are if you're looking to put on a lot of weight mass wise you know it's one point to put in perspective the actual formula for increasing lean muscle mass at 10 percent over a six week period of time If you're working in pounds, it is 0.7 times your body weight. And that resulting number is the amount of protein in grams you should have daily. If you're working in kilograms, it is 1.6 times your body weight. And that resulting number is the amount of grams of protein per day. Mm -hmm. All right. So they're the kind of things to think about. Hold on to that formula. Make sure you regulate your starch keep your greens the same
1: something that you said there that i want to highlight is that the greens or the veg helps you execute for whatever the starch needs can you expand on that
0: yeah so i want to i want to put this like if you think about your say your macronutrients which is your proteins your fats and your carbs as say the building blocks of a say a stadium in order for that stadium to be built we need all the materials to be shipped there so if you are say cement reflecting as protein the cement has to get onto a truck. and then has to drive down a highway. It has to then pass all the traffic lights. It has to be driven there by a driver, gets to the stadium, be tipped off the truck. Someone shovels it to a location and then eventually it is molded into the shape of the structure of the stadium. So if protein is cement, there are all those different elements and parameters in order for that protein to get to its position to be built. Protein is just... a, a, a sorry, Protein, protein... It's just a building block. But in order for it to get to its job, it has to have all these micronutrients in order to support it. So that's where all these micronutrients come in. It doesn't matter how much protein you have if you don't have the micronutrients to support them. Otherwise, they're just going to be stagnant, not going to do anything. So in order to support the needs of your carbohydrates, your fats... And your protein to do their job. You need your assortment vitamin B. You need all your different complexes. You need all the micronutrients in order for them to do their job. Mm-hmm. I'm like sitting here
1: remembering that I have half a bottle of athletic greens. I still have to drink. <laughs> <laughs> Is that daily? <laughs> uh, no, I drink the whole bottle usually in the morning, but I was right. in a rush this morning okay. and I was already holding a cup of coffee. Nice. So I told myself that I would reshake up the bottle when I got home and now you're reminding me that I have AG1 just waiting for me that's
0: what we do it man that's, yeah. that's why we do 75 of those wonderful things and if you want to sign up to Emily's link to make <laughs> sure you get a free vitamin D3K2 what is it
1: head to athleticgreens.com hurdle
0: oh no way is what, that a, what? what a product placement <laughs> that man. is a great one what? Inpl- inpl- I love
1: how you said 75 of
0: those things he's
1: inferring 75 whole food sourced ingredients yeah oh <laughs> that is so good what else, what else can we battle on here Where oh my are? gosh probably a lot honestly mm-hmm. so So we now have a better understanding of why you need it all, right? Mm -hmm. And this can be uh, what is problematic about some of these fad diets maybe that we hear about often. And many people, unfortunately, look into at the top of a new year around this time. They're thinking about going carb-free without thinking about or fully understanding perhaps why carbs have a good place in the diet to begin with.
0: It's interesting, mate. Like you, you hit the nail on the head. The problem we face, particularly things like keto or going carb free, is we forget that we do lose weight, but for what reason? You lose weight initially because you know carbs hold water. So, like if you remove carbs from your you know your, your system, you're going to lose all the water that goes with them as well. So you lose all this water weight. Great, but then all of a sudden you're weak, you're tired. And then when you start to put those carbs back into the system, you swell back up again. So it's not really a sustainable thing. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we we hear a lot about these keto diets, these uh, carnivore diets. And in the the day, you see a lot like, you know, uh, there's people out there who've had to reintroduce fiber to their diet before claiming they were having like, you know, issues because they were saying, oh, you should be having just protein. And then realized, oh, I'm just going to reintroduce fruit. Oh, I'm just going to reintroduce some veggies. And they realized their fiber is what is so crucial and critical mm-hmm. to digestion, brain health, all this kind of stuff. So yes, these fad diets, look, if you're trying to lose weight, you're trying to lose weight for now or you're trying to lose weight for the rest of your life. I'm just putting it out there. Most people are looking at option B. If that's the case, find a sustainable system that is for you. And no matter what people say, the most across the broad topic of diets in general, the more plants you have, whether you're plant-based or not, the more supportive you are for your overall health, which in turn will support whatever it is you're looking to do, which is if it is weight loss or mm-hmm. weight gain or maintain energy balance, whatever it is. So... I think it's so important we avoid these fad diets. Definitely have like a six-week goal and look away you know, at hitting that, but not in a way that's unsustainable for your overall future.
1: Right, and I love setting goals that are really just thinking about your overall health and well-being in mind, Mm -hmm. nothing related necessarily to the scale, but more so thinking about what you can be doing to better take care of you. So we've highlighted a a few times here the benefit of really making sure that you have colors on your plate, which is a really fun exercise, honestly, Mm -hmm. when it comes to mixing things up. And I think that that's one of the things that, that we spoke about before Uh, you came in here today, was that mixing things up can actually be a really great tip when it comes to taking care of your overall health.
0: 100%. You think about when you go to the gym, if you do the same gym routine over and over again, you get to a position where it's like, one, you're not being challenged mentally. Physically, you're not getting that same feeling of the rush that you get from doing a new challenge. And you kind of get bored and fizzle out. The same thing happens to food. So if you think about when you go, if you went to the same restaurant, no matter how good it is, every single night, you're gonna to get to the point where, like I need to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Same thing for food in general. Give your body the stimulant it needs. Keep guessing. And like you'll find yourself creating this broader spectrum of energy. Your sleep will be better because you're having a variety of things. And that's another factor as a goal. It's like heading into 2023, I saw a lot of people hitting me up around like goal setting. I'm like, why don't you think about sleep? Like how often are people having these wearable technologies now Mm -hmm. and you can just totally factor in, okay, I want to make sure I'm getting one and a half to two and a half hours of REM sleep a night. Mm -hmm. Maybe you can, it's measurable now. So you can find a way of doing that. Eating a broad range of veggies is a great way of doing it. Eating, drinking a little bit less is definitely going to help as well.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. That's very true. So mixing up your plate, a really great tip to stay a little bit healthier in the
0: new year. And also pick new recipes as well online.
1: That's definitely something that's fun, but that can also make it a little difficult in terms of mixing things up, only because I'm a single woman and I we'll make a recipe and then I'll have that recipe to eat over like two or three days. And then by the third day, I don't even want to eat in any way. So it's just, that actually is like a sticking point for
0: me. That's a really good point. People go, Oh yeah, make things in batches. I'm like, well, if you are like, you know, know, an individual where you're not looking after anyone but yourself and you have the same thing, like four days in a row, like spaghetti bolognese, I'll have four days in a row. No problem. (laughs) No problem. But like there's some things I totally get myself. I think a measurable thing here is be realistic about how big the size of the recipe can be as well. So it's like, don't feel as if you have to make the sizable thing where it's like serves four. Okay, well, maybe halve it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think there's another way is like have a think about the ingredients you're bringing in and can you get them across a number of different dishes? Can you prep them in a way that you're going to prep them tomorrow night for another dish that will still get you excited? So I definitely level you on that. I think it's, it's you know, that, that would put me off. But I still think there's ways you can go around it to still get that versatility minimize time. Yeah. And and you know, make sure you're getting that taste that you want.
1: Yeah, that's smart being able to prep one thing and use it in multiple dishes. And that's where the planning comes in, which totally. I think is probably one of the last things we'll talk about today. The idea of planning for your health. Thinking ahead, even if it takes you 10 or 15, 20 minutes on a Sunday, that planning is truly going to be the thing that helps you stay ahead when the week gets hectic. I feel as though I ran a marathon this week. Spoiler alert, I have not run a marathon this week. I haven't run it all. My foot is still on the ups. But- I had no time to breathe still with no time to breathe when I went to like go grab lunch before I had an amazing salad and that's because I had everything in the fridge ready to go because I thought ahead of time, knowing this whole week was going to be crazy. So this whole week, I have loved the salad that I've made for lunch. And that's because I thought to myself, what do I need so that I can make something delicious in the least amount of time possible?
0: Oh man, I love those moments. There's sometimes moments when you know you've done a really smart thing in life, but you wish someone else was listening in in your brain, talking about how excited you were or was seeing you doing it because you want to be like felt like you need the appraisal, but the only <laughs> appraisal you're getting is from yourself. Hey, guilty. It happens to me all the time. Uh, well, actually not all the time. I'm not that smart. But you know, the, the point I'm trying to make here is if you are someone who does plan and you plan efficiently, it's really rewarding and not because you've achieved a goal, but because you actually executed to something you set out to do yourself, Yeah. you do get serotonin from that. And I love, I'm a, I'm. this is who I am and this may be a bit extreme, but. I love sitting down and going, okay, how many times do I want to hit the sauna this week? How, how many minutes is what I do? How many minutes of sauna do I want to do this week? How many minutes of REM sleep do I want to get this week? And then also like realistically, how like, what does my my week look like for cooking? Now I'm a bit different because it's my profession, but at home, like I made a, I made a goal like I want to cook for a millennial this this year, right? So, all right, what does that look like? And so setting that out also allows me to save time when I go to the grocery store. You You'll be surprised like, Being able to avoid actually going to the grocery store because I planned ahead and put things in my checkout box for Whole Foods and get it delivered because I hit a certain threshold. It's like Mm -hmm. I saved so much time just because I planned ahead on what I was going to have. Yeah. So I think that's really important. It works for me. Not everyone's going to be able to like go sit down for 20 minutes and think about what they're going to have as a recipe for the week. But if you can get to a position of planning out your food as much as your training goals, I think you have been a very, very comfortable spot when it comes to achieving your your fridge wins.
1: And this is really what I had Joe Holder on the podcast recently, and we talked about the concept of "quote unquote" snacking, not just mm. with exercise and movement, but also small things that you can do in other aspects of whole, of wellness, ranging from God, uh, mental wellness to financial wellness to every type of wellness, but. One of the things that we really focused on was that if you make the time 15 to 20 minutes to do one thing on a day, then you're saving yourself time on other days and you're potentially saving off a bad habit. So those 14, those 15 to 20 minutes that you chose to prioritize yourself, I would argue that everyone can do it. You just have to want to and you have to make that conscious choice so that you could set yourself up for success and again this goes back to where we started in knowing the root of your why and knowing that this is a priority for you and you're not just doing it because you feel like you quote unquote should be
0: or saw that somebody else was doing it chance of chance like you have to have that why and it's this intrinsic motivation for anything you know it's it's, it's the reason you do not stop after three months and get bored or you want to mix it up but still want to have the reason as to why you were achieving it in the first place. Mm-hmm. Having that first part of that intention is really what helps sets you in your, in your path. So, you know, I can sit here and say, you know, avoid refined sugar, have heaps of veggies, you know, like all the stuff you've already heard. If the biggest takeaway we have is understanding your why to, to then plan, I think then we can win.
1: Yeah. Then we can really win. We can really win. And I just want to like kind of cherry on top of this by the, with the concept that knowing why you want to eat a certain way should be rooted in how you want to feel, not just aesthetics or a number on a scale or whatnot, because there are so many things that can come up. Life happens, events happen, uh, and, you might not see, you know, the kind of progress or whatnot that you were hoping for. But if your why is rooted in, I want to feel better in my body, that can mean that you're feeling better in your body is one day having this beautifully assembled lunch salad. And the next it's splitting a cheese plate with your friends, right? So knowing your why will help you be the person that you truly want to be at the end of the day period.
0: I had a, a friend on my podcast. His name's Nick bear. He was, he's someone who's, a, a, he can put on weight easily. He can like mass easily. He can run a marathon at like 200 pounds and under, you know, two hours and 50 minutes. He's, a, he's an absolute athlete. He said something that was so, you know, apparent to me, obvious, but not until I actually heard him the day that he stopped eating, for aesthetics and started eating for performance, it changed his eyes. And that's not to say performance is physical. It can be feeling, it can be emotional, it can be absolutely physical in general. But ultimately he no longer looked at food in a way that was like, I have to eat this, this, and this, to oh, eat this way. That's just no way to live. Oh, and like the Italian in us <laughs> was just like... Wow. That Are you is... an
1: Italian Aussie?
0: I'm an Italian Aussie.
1: I don't know if I knew that.
0: Didn't you? No. Sto italiano. Oh, okay. Whoa. whoa, whoa. I'm <laughs> just not there.
1: I <laughs> took, did take an Italian course over the pandemic, but nice. it really finished. How'd you go? You still in, got it? It now. <laughs> <laughs> no, yours Italian's great, though.
0: I know, like, a couple. Of, I'm, I've am i got a, a tutor right now. Like, I want to do <sighs> a show in Italy, like, with 100% fluent Italian with a nonna. I think it'd be amazing. Wow. Yeah, you see. Okay, well, this has been fun. Yeah, (laughs) it goes.
1: Dan, lots of takeaways in this. Mm. I always love chatting with you. I think that it's undeniable. The through line here is that health is holistic and how you uh, feed yourself, how you nourish your body is bigger than macros. It's also about making sure that you feel good with whatever you're putting on the in side that's it mate that's it that's it nailed it dan how do the hurdlers if they don't yet following along with you how do they keep up with you give us your details
0: mate uh <laughs> so my instagram is dan <laughs> underscore churchill and my tiktok which is new is dan underscore churchill wow talking away and if you want to see emily in her fridge get uh get <laughs> you know, investigated and she made yeah you know, she, she was great go check out my tiktok video. check
1: out the tiktok i'm over at emily body and at Hurdle hurdle Podcast. Another hurdle conquered.